All right, appreciate your time. Uh, obviously, we've turned the page completely from training camp. We're all Pittsburgh at this point going forward. You know, I just say, you know, opening remarks-wise on the Steelers, look, very simply put, this team defines continuity in professional sports. You know, from the ownership with the Rooney family, who have done tremendous things in the development of the National Football League, for the good they've done for the players and the coaches in this league, we have a lot of respect and appreciation for how they helped develop our game. You know, obviously, three head coaches since 1969. I mean, all three have been as highly achieved as possible. We have a lot of respect for them. You know, to play the Steelers, it's important for our players and coaches to understand the tradition and the culture that's in their DNA. They're a tough team from a tough city. They have a blue-collar mentality. This defense is very talented. They're experienced. They play together. They're tough. They're opportunistic. They make plays up front. They take advantage in the back end of mistakes you make. This offense is heavily explosive. Obviously, they have one of the greatest quarterbacks ever played the game. They have a tremendous collection of receivers, tight ends, and running backs, all of which can change the game on any play. They're only a few plays away from the end zone at any point in time. We have to respect everything they do. They run the ball very effectively. They throw the ball at will. They can extend plays, and Ben's obviously one of the best at getting the ball out of his hand fast. So they give you enough to work on both sides of the ball. And the kicking game, it all starts with the specialists. You know, they've got you know, two big leg guys in Boswell and Colquitt. You know, obviously that was a big addition bringing Dustin in, you know, a left-footed punter. You know, that's always a kind of a novelty to some people, but this guy's been tremendous throughout his duration in his career. We have a lot of respect for him having gone against him in the past and other teams. You know, and then starting with the returns that have back people up to see what they do on kickoff return where it finally sells punt return. But, you know, whether it's McLeod, whether it's Johnson, both guys are very explosive with the ball in their hands. We've got to do a tremendous job in space of, you know, playing with leverage and tackling. I know Mike's got those guys practicing and playing aggressive. That's just the way he is in person. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him as a coach, for what he's done for me personally in my career and giving me the opportunity as a young coach to tag along at times, you know, and impart on me some of his experiences that have helped me develop my own career. So, you know, that being said, you know, I open up to any questions right now. I understand that all the screw-up questions are coming from the Western PA guys who are also on this call. So we appreciate you guys stopping on by. I was unaware of your uh, history with Tomlin, Coach. Can you, can you give us a little uh, more elaboration on uh, your interactions over the years? You know, very simply put, uh, when he was an assistant in the league, at the time really in Minnesota, I got to meet him simply by answering phones when I was GA for Amos Jones. And he'd call Amos sometimes. Amos would say, hey, grab that phone and, and talk to Mike for a minute. So I got to meet him briefly through the phone. Shortly thereafter, he was a head coach at Pittsburgh. Um, to be honest with you, I immediately became a Steelers fan because there were some – you know, amongst him and other people have been good to me that, you know, were good enough to give me the opportunity to tag along with them. I was able to visit them, you know, early in his tenure in Pittsburgh when I was a GA. Uh, there were times at the Combine he allowed me to be a fly on the wall, sitting there and have dinner on, you know, on his check. So I'm very appreciative of that. But uh, he was always very open for a conversation, very open to share some advice when it came up. So I have a lot of respect for him as a person. I have a lot of respect for him as a coach. He's done tremendous things in his career. You know, I've got one from Pittsburgh as well, if you don't mind. Uh, Mike Tomlin spoke uh, with effusive praise about Dexter Lawrence yesterday in his conference call with us. Uh, I was wondering if you can, since you got on board, tell us what you thought of his skill set. Is this a guy that you see moving up and down your line quite a bit, or is he maybe getting hammered into one position and just shine there? Uh, how do you view him since you've gotten him um, as the coach there? Yeah, we're going to preach versatility for all of our players at all times. So, Game by game, we'll have to see what the best matchup is for our players, the best opportunity to put them in a position of strength. So to answer your question real simply, 
you know, week by week, his role is going to change based on where he lines and how we play him. But he's a tremendous worker. He's, a, he's got a great energy and urgency on the field. He's very attentive in meetings. I love working on a daily basis. He's always got a big smile, but you can't confuse that smile for being soft. This guy brings a lot of heat to the field. He's, he's a pleasure to work with, and we love having him on the team. Hey Joe, this is uh, one more from Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm Echo from the Post-Gazette here. Um, just wondering, with, with the fact that Ben was out for so much of last season, how much do you kind of watch what they did last year without him versus going back to, to two years ago, the last time you really uh, had a chance to, to study him over the course of a full season? Well, I think there's a lot of things you got to consider. First off, I mean, Ben's a tremendous player. He's been great in this league for a long time, well over a decade. So obviously there's going to be some things that carry from his past, whether it's directly early in last year, whether you go back to 2018, You've got years and years of tape to watch on Ben and what he's done well, and you have to factor in for all of them. You know, look, Randy's been there for a long time with Ben. Obviously, they have a very strong relationship. You know, Ben's been there with Mike for a long time. There's a lot of communication between those guys and what they do. You know, we'll see what Matt Canada's influence on the offenses. I'm sure he's going to bring some new multiples. We'll have to see as the game, you know, unfolds, you know, what it ends up being. I wouldn't be surprised to see new wrinkles at all. We're going to prepare for whatever comes our way and adjust within the game. But at the same time, What's made them good over time is their ability to do what they want to do, and that's play a physical brand of football, to run the ball effectively, to throw the ball when they have to throw the ball, and create explosive plays. Quick question. Uh, you, everybody's kind of had this, you know, wondering about how good your offensive line is going to be. Playing Pittsburgh, is this going to be a really good indication of where you are? Look, I think playing any team in the National Football League is a good indication of where you are. Everybody has talent. Everybody has ability. This defensive line we're going to see this week is obviously the measuring stick for talent and success. They've done tremendous things on the field. You can't talk about the top defense in the league without talking about Pittsburgh year in, year out. So, look, they've got a ton of talent on that defensive front. They use it very effectively. They can play with scheme, but they don't really need it. They just have to get off on the ball and play their physical strengths. You know, they're extremely talented, and we have our, hand, we have our work cut out for us this week. Thank you. Jordan. Hey, Joe. Is there anyone this week you have to that you're going to be watching to make sure that they can be ready physically for this game? And then I'll follow up with something else afterwards, if you don't mind. You know, we're a little ways out right now, Jordan. I think everyone's going to have a time over the next few days to make some progress. You know, we've kind of had a few days off from training camp on the back end with the weekend last week. Everyone's feeling pretty fresh right now. We'll see where everyone goes in these next few days. And I think tomorrow we have our first injury report. Is there anyone we shouldn't expect out there today and not practice? I think we should have all of our players on the field Today, I'm going to check with Ronnie in a second. We get out here and see where we unfold with a couple of these guys. Okay. As far as, I mean, this is a strange offseason, right? So there's no preseason at all. How much of that can you do you view as an advantage? Because the reality is, yeah, they're going to go back and study Jason Garrett or Pat Graham, but nobody really knows what you're going to run, right? I mean, look, you can study enough tape of our coordinators and our systems. You can look into my history and get an idea of what it's going to be. I'd say the only advantage is going to be the team that comes out there and plays physically and sound on Monday night. So no matter what you've done in the past, no matter what we put together, it's all going to come down when that ball's kicked off, you know, who the most physical team on the field is. Thanks, Joe. Dougie. Hey, Joe, I know you guys, uh, you know, released Baker yesterday. Just curious, you know, what you can say on that, you know, why have the timing worked out like that? You know, I'll, I'll go ahead and defer that to Dave or John if they ever want to answer that. I want to focus on the guys on our roster. But I appreciate the question, Dan. Okay. And then uh, maybe to follow up on Jordan's question, how much of an input will you have on play calling? Because obviously the, the whole idea was you're like the CEO, but are you going to be telling Pat, I want this run in this situation on game day, or is it more just game planning for your role? 
You know, as I said in my opening press conference, you know, I'm not here to call the offense or defensive plays, and, and T-Mac and Tom are here to do the special teams. So, obviously, I'm involved with all sides of the ball. I'm very involved with the day-to-day -day operation. I'm very involved with how the game's going to be unfolded. I want to be informed of how the game's going to be called, and obviously I'll have opinions. When we get to game time, I've got to let our coaches coach and our players play. I'll obviously be involved with all sides of the ball, but I'm not there to micromanage. You know, I hired good people. We brought in good players. we got to let them do what they do. Thanks, Joe. Joe, how did that process work out? You know, we, we've talked about a lot of firsts for you throughout this, uh, these last few months, you know, first meetings, first practices. This was your, your first uh, Tuesday spent in, in, the, in the trenches game planning. How, how did that work out with everybody? Well, you know, it was productive. I mean, obviously being the first game and Pittsburgh not having played any games before this, you know, we had a lot of time in the spring and the summer to look ahead and, you know, kind of gauge what they are. You know, that being said, their final roster, our final roster, are really what shapes what you're able to do within a game plan for matching the opponent using your own players for strengths. You know, it was a very productive day. I thought we had a lot of really good work on all three sides of the ball. Had a lot of really good communication between Monday and Tuesday. We're not done with the game planning process yet. This continues throughout the entire week. You know, we'll have four days on the field this week to look at some different things, see how we like it, make sure we're playing things that we're comfortable with. But, you know, so far it's been very productive work with all sides of the ball. And then what kind of input does Daniel have in the offensive uh, game plan in particular? Uh, you know, do you, how much conversations go on with him about what he's comfortable with, what he likes? Well, there's obviously conversations with the quarterback throughout the week, whether it's with myself or Jason or Jerry Shaplinski, you know, whoever that may be. But there's also conversations on other sides of the ball. You know, whether you're talking with Nate Ebner about some of the special teams calls, you're talking Blake Martinez and those guys, you know, as far as the signal call or stuff on defense. There has to be input with the, with the players and the coaches. There has to be conversation back and forth. What you find with players is when you really present them with the why and how you want it to look, there's a lot of times they find a better what they're supposed to do. And you, find, you really learn a lot from the players. We always have open communication with our guys. At the end of the day, whatever we decide to do, everyone's going full steam ahead with it. Our players understand the final decision has to come from the coaches. But we're always receptive to what our players say because we know they're the ones on the field. I want our players to play aggressive by being comfortable or asking them to do. Those conversations have already taken place or will take place? They never really stop taking place, Tom. You know, it goes on a daily basis as you're watching tape with different players. You know, it goes into talking about the game plan and install meetings when they may have certain questions about things. You can clarify and clear it up. It happens on the practice field after maybe an offensive or defensive series of clearing up with someone why they did a certain thing or how they saw it on the field. And then when you watch the tape after practice today and clean up mistakes, that's when you really find out, you know, how they processed it, how they're thinking, what they're looking at. And then ultimately, as you get to the end of the week, you're going to check with your signal callers on all sides of the ball, your captains, to make sure that the whole team's on the same page and make sure everyone's comfortable with the game plan. Just curious, I mean, I know we've asked you a bunch about Logan, Ryan, over the last couple of days, but when you're this far out from Monday night, do you know that you'll be able to count on him to be a part of this team right now in this game plan? Uh, does he you know, Art, it's, right now there's still a lot of catching up he has to do. Obviously, he just joined us, you know, whether it's the alphabet and our terminology he has to get on, on pace with. We still have to make sure that we, you know, be fair to him as far as acclimating him in. He just got here. He hadn't been to training camp with anybody else. We'd be careful about how we just throw him into the fire right there. Look, he's a tremendous competitor. He's a very smart player, and he did a great job training himself getting in. But as coaches, we have to put him in the right situations.
Hey, um, I'm curious, when you're looking ahead to Monday night, and I know you touched on the Steelers front seven a little bit, but how much more dangerous does going up against someone like T.J. Watt with an inexperienced center potentially, um, does that make that matchup? And do you need to do anything to account for um, their defensive line in terms of calling out the protections and all that? Because, you know, this could be Nick Gates' first start at center. Well, here's the thing is, if you overplay T.J. Watt, you got Bud Dupree on the other edge, and he's just as fierce. So we've got to all you know, meet our matchups. We have to play smart as a team. We have to call it the right way as coaches, put in the right position. This all ties into the game planning of how we're working together. Uh, but simple answer, do you have to account for really good players? Obviously, we have to account for really good players. And Watt, Bud Dupree, you know, go down the whole list of those guys. They're all really good. Is there a way that you simulate in practice those guys? I know they like to run a lot of stunts in, in Pittsburgh that can kind of get Nick up to speed on that sort of thing. Well, in terms of what they do on the front, you want to kind of give them a progression and a look at everything they do based on down and distance or situation. And that's a whole week process right there. It's up to us to make sure they see what they do in meetings, to give them a chance to execute on the field, and then clean it up in post-practice meetings, you know, with how we have to handle it better. Now, that being said, because you have the history of what they've done, it doesn't tell you what they're going to do. So we have to prepare not only for what they've done, but also, also anticipate and play to our rules for anything that comes up, that we have a way to handle it without panic or, you know, we never want to put players on the field and have them feel we weren't prepared for this. That's not what we're going to do. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Last question here, Paul Schwartz. Hey, Joe, um, now that you've been through a whole summer with Daniel Jones, is there any one or two things that you can look back on and say, I'm a little surprised by that about him. And as a second part of that, are you a believer that the quarterback and the head coach have to have a certain special relationship? You know, I think everyone's relationship is unique on a team. I try to have special relationships with all the players. I know it's your question about Paul. I think absolutely there's a lot of merit to what you just asked. The quarterback and the head coach have to be able to talk. You have to be able to have it. Him being one of our captains obviously puts him – you know, in a position that we're going to have a lot of conversations, not only involving football, but involving all aspects of the program. So that should open the platform to him and myself to talk a lot throughout the weeks. Um, you have to have a good relationship with all your players that are signal callers, especially because you have to trust them and they have to trust you. Okay, when it comes to the signal callers, I'm talking about the quarterback, the center, the Mike linebacker, the, you know, whoever the safety is on the back end is making your calls, your personal protector on the punt team. You know, these signal callers are critical you know, to the units that are on. Ultimately, they're the quarterback when they're on the field, whether it's a quarterback or a defensive player, a special teams player. They have to see the game the way you're presenting it to them. And you have to see the game the way their lens is on the field. And that only happens through a lot of conversation. So as you watch the practice tape, you watch the opponent, you may be saying as a coach, hey, look, I really see this this way. And they may say, hey, that's great, but on the field when I'm playing it, this is how I have to do it to give myself advantage. And that's how we have to be receptive as coaches to make sure when we get that feedback, we're smart about how we go ahead and we allow the adjustments to favor the players. And anything looking back when you look at Daniel and say, I didn't expect that from him? You know, I think the thing that sometimes people may miss on Daniel is, you know, he's quiet natured at times because he's not just out there spouting that, but he's not a quiet guy. You know, Daniel, you get him going, you get him talking, you get him in the huddle, you get him around the guys. Daniel's got a, a very big personality. He's very, you know, he's a great dude. And I think until you spend a lot of time with him, you can miss that depth of him as a person. So that's been a really pleasant surprise. I always knew he was intelligent. You know, I knew he was very respectful. I knew he was a hard worker. 
Um, but until we really got time to be with each other in person and spend a training camp together, you don't really see all those layers of people. 